Welcome to this week's episode of The Just Godcast. In this episode, you'll hear Dr. Rob talk about the thoughts that guide your life. What thoughts guide your life? How have you gotten where you are? Why are you who you are? What kind of things have you believed? What kind of things have you embraced, held on to? There are a number of things that have brought you to where you are, the way you were brought up, where you went to school, what religion that you had when you were younger, what government that you lived under, the nation that you lived in. All of these things make you who you are. Your genetics, that makes you who you are. And it's because of those things that you're made, you began to make agreements with yourself. This is who I am, this is what I do. And then you begin to judge yourself based upon those agreements. Each and every one of us want perfection, but we realize that we're not perfect, so we judge ourselves for not being perfect, and we believe that everyone in the world is judging us because we're not. You and I, from the time that we were small, we actually fought internally with all of these different things. These things that, there's, that we have absolutely no control of until the day comes when we finally make an agreement with God. Not with all the other things that have gone on, not with, you know, I must be this way because this is what happened to me. I'm, I must be such a bad person because everyone just, I, I just believe everyone hates me and they talk about me because that's what you believed about you. You made an agreement with self-hatred. You said, I hate myself, and you held on to it until the day that you come to Jesus Christ. The moment that you come to Jesus Christ, there's a new agreement made. That agreement now has to do with who you are now, what's true about you, what's not true about you, all those things that I grew up with, those things aren't true about me. Those things aren't real about me. I'm not going to deal with all of that. That's not who I am. In the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse number 25, here's the foundation of all of our new agreements. Who was delivered on the account of our trespasses and was raised again the moment that all things were satisfied. When we were justified, Jesus was raised from the dead. It's interesting that how many times do you pay for a crime? Even in America, you, you cannot pay for the same crime twice. It's called double jeopardy. Double jeopardy, you cannot be held responsible for something more than one time. But what have you done to yourself? You make yourself pay for something thousands of times in your life. Every day you remember, you remember, you remember, you remember what it was that happened in your life, what it was that momentarily you got off track in that thing that you did, and you've never forgiven yourself for that. Although, even all of the universe pays one time for something that happened, except for humans. Humans pay over and over and over and over again until we come to this foundation. So I wanna dig all of these things out today 
and I want to lay a new foundation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay but that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So here in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, he said, Who was delivered on the account of our trespasses and was raised when we were justified, when I was forgiven, no more. When self-hatred was taken out, no more. I'm not doing that anymore. When bullying happened in my life, I'm not doing it anymore. When all of the immorality that I lived with, I'm just not going there anymore. Because he was delivered on the account of my trespasses, but was raised. When God said, okay, no more. There is no more of that past anymore. So Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, by whom we have access, by faith, into this grace. I have access to a whole new set of agreements by faith. By faith, I believe Jesus paid for this by faith. I believe that Jesus paid for all of the things that had ever gone wrong in my life. By faith, I believe that all of it was taken care of. By faith, I believe that I am a new creature. So but what about if I'm, going, I'm still going through this in my life? What seems to be the thing that's causing this to happen? Well, really, friends, whether you realize this or not, the only thing that you and I are fighting for is that we're fighting on, we're fighting to hold on to that which is already ours. You've been forgiven. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to pay for anything. Just once Jesus paid for that, he transferred or he exchanged himself the just for the unjust that he would bring us to God. That's so true. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 12, the Bible says this, to fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to it. He said, hold tightly to this eternal life that God has given you. Hold tightly to who you are. In John chapter 6, verse number 66, the Bible says there that at this point, many of his disciples, they turned away and they deserted him. They no longer followed him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and he said, are you going to go too? Are you going to go? I mean, I mean, if you want to, you can, but are you going to go too? But here's what Peter turns around and says. He said, Lord, he said, to whom would we go to? Nobody has ideas. No one has a covenant. No one's got an agreement with us like you because you alone have the words of eternal life. So here's some, here's some thoughts that guide life, that guide mine. I'm, I'm thrilled about them. This became really easy for me. Um, I didn't have to go through, I'm not fighting with the past. As a matter of fact, I can't even remember it. I know it has effects in my life, but I don't remember it. Because that person 
It's no longer there. So one of the thoughts, one of the agreements that I've made with myself is this, is that I'm a new man. No kidding. I'm a new man. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17, he said, therefore, he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. I'm a new creature. They're passed away. He said, all things are become new. No kidding. I'm a new man. I've made that agreement. That's an agreement I have. Number two, this is another agreement that I have. Here's number two that I've been made right in the eyes of God. So who else matters? I don't care what other people think. I don't care what other people say. I'm only interested in what does God say about me? How does he feel about me? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 21, the Bible says this, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God I've been made right in God's eyes. Not because of me, not because of anything I could ever do. The facts were the facts, but, but there's a new fact in town, and that is that Jesus Christ paid the price for all of it, for me and for you. Number three, I've made this agreement in my life. I've set this as the foundation for me, that when all is said and done, all that matters is love. Now, let me just kind of tell you about love. Love isn't a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's not human. Love is the willingness to lay down all of the feelings that come at you and embrace the way that you need to conduct yourself in front of others. All that matters is love. The Apostle John said that. The Apostle Paul said that. Peter's talked about it. Jesus talked about it. For God so loved the world. It wasn't this emotion that God had. That God so loved the world, that was an agreement that he made that he chose you and I independent of anything in life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through eight, it says that love endures long. It's patient and kind. Love is never envious, nor does it boil over with jealousy. Love is not boastful or vainglorious, and it does not display itself haughtily. Love isn't conceited. It's not arrogant or inflated with pride. Love's not rude or unmannerly. And it does not act unbecomingly. Love does not insist on its own rights or its own ways because it's not self-seeking. Love is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Love takes no account of the evil that is done to it. Love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love never rejoices at injustice and unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. It rejoices when right and truth prevail. 
Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Not when something happens all of a sudden. What it is is that there, you just have paragraphs of what you believe about that individual. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Love's hopes are faithless under all circumstances. Love endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, fades out, becomes obsolete, or comes to a close. Love never fails. All the things of this life will fail. But just remember the agreement that you have with God and the way that I respond. My endeavor is to treat people through these four verses all the time. I don't want to just come to a place to where what I do is I just try to read the Bible or try to find out and to learn and study what it says. I'm only interested in being able to live it, not just to read it. There's a brokenness that comes when you've made these agreements with yourself, a brokenness that actually breaks the alabaster box of your heart, that causes the perfume of God to actually fill the entire room of your life. The next agreement that I've made with myself is that my, my relationships will define my life. So I look all around me and I see who's there. I don't hold on, nor do I allow to be held on because I don't know how to get rid of something. I've made an agreement that my relationships define my life and I allow those relationships to define me, every person. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 20, the Bible says this, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Let your relationships define your life. Make that agreement with yourself and don't break your word to you. The fifth agreement I've made with myself and with all of eternity is this, is that I'm no longer going to fear. I agree with me not to be afraid about anything. I'm not, I'm not, I've made that decision. I've made that agreement with me. I will not fear. And 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7 says that the Lord, God, has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. God's not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. The last one I've made for our time together today, the last agreement that I've made with myself is that I am generous. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Just Godcast, where Dr. Rob brings you empowering insights and easy to understand takeaways that you can use to lead yourself, your family, and your team. We release episodes every Monday, so be sure to come back next week. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, 
leave a review on Apple Podcasts.